I think... I think I'm finally ready to tell you the whole truth today, Doctor. Excellent, Amy. The fact that you're ready to talk about this is the first step towards healing. It's not healing that I need. I'm not crazy, Doctor. That's what... <sighs> they... They want everyone to think. Why don't you tell me everything that happened, Amy? Yes. It all started the night I went with my daughter to my parents' cabin in the woods. Little Kate's father died in a traffic accident when she was still a baby. I was all she had. The little vacation started off well. It was her, me, and nature. But on the first day, everything started to go wrong. I still remember the nightmare I had that night. It was the most real nightmare I'd ever had in my entire life. Today, I still have my doubts whether or not it really happened. I remember that night when I was awakened by a loud noise. When I opened my eyes, I panicked. I was not in my cabin and my daughter was not next to me. I was on an operating table. I wasn't tied up, but my body could not move. Everything around me was pitch black. The walls were black too, but they were not made of concrete. They seemed to be made of a viscous material and they moved. It was as if they had a life of their own. In panic, I tried to move my body around, but I couldn't. Suddenly, there was someone next to me. A black being with gray spots staring at my belly. I ducked my head and that's when it hit me. My organs were outside my body. How was I still alive? How come I didn't feel pain? Nothing made sense. What are you doing? Let me go! Now! Help! Ah! That... It felt... So real. Mom, are you okay? Kate... I'm fine. Mom, you scream so loud. You scared me. I'm sorry, Kate. Mommy's gonna have some tea. You go back to sleep. No, I want a chocolate milk. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go to the kitchen. When we got to the kitchen, I saw the table and got confused. There was a strange blue object that I had never seen before. It looked metallic, but at the same time, it didn't look solid. Kate, did you bring that here? I took it out this afternoon when you were unpacking. It was next to the flying saucer. What? Yeah, it was in the forest. It looked invisible, but I saw it start to fly. I swear. Why didn't you tell me? Because you were going to get mad at me for going to the woods. You always get mad. Obviously, I didn't believe her. But with the dream I'd had and seeing that strange object I'd found, a part of me got scared. Silently, we took our drinks and went to sleep. No. No. What do you want from me? No. No! Hi, Amy. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Mark. Seriously, you have to stop referencing that movie. I miss when you used to call me Dad. Aw, oh, age is taking its toll on you. Just kidding. We're having a good time. We needed a few days in the middle of nowhere to relax a bit. Well, I'm glad to hear it, honey. I just wanted to check in. I'm not going to take up any more of your time. You know you don't. But I have to go cook anyway. Say hi to mom. I didn't want to scare my parents, but I wasn't well. 
I woke up with more doubt and fear than peace of mind. What was that thing my Kate found in the woods? How come I had such a dream, so real, that I still had the feeling that this black being would appear in front of me? In the story Kate told me yesterday, I didn't believe her, but I decided to investigate the forest just in case. Maybe there was a hidden person or some teenagers camping. I grabbed some pepper spray and went to the location my daughter told me about, but there was nothing. Just an empty forest, no sign that anyone had been there. I was about to go back to the cabin, but something caught my attention. Up ahead, behind a tree, there was some kind of distortion. At first, I walked to see if my eyesight was failing me, but every step I took, I convinced myself that something was wrong. That distortion in the air had a human shape. It was like someone, or something, was camouflaging itself with the rest of the forest. I took out the pepper spray and approached very slowly. With each step I took, I felt that what I saw became more and more real. With each step I took, the silhouette hid more and more behind the tree until it disappeared. I arrived at the tree, and after looking behind it, I was shocked. There was nothing. Terrified, I desperately ran home, crying. Whatever I saw didn't try to chase me. I didn't feel it had any intention of attacking me. I was the one who disturbed it. Did this have anything to do with the dream I had? The only thing I could recognize about him were his eyes. Undoubtedly, they were the same as those of the being I had dreamt about. Interrupting my thoughts, someone knocked violently on the door. Mom! The door! I know, honey. Mommy has ears too. Who could be knocking on my door in the cabin, far away from civilization? With the pepper spray ready, I looked through the crack and behind the door. There were two men in black suits standing there, staring at me. As if knowing I was looking at them, one of them spoke to me. FBI, ma'am, open the door. What was the FBI doing here? Was it because of what I found? These men looked strange, but they were definitely human. Maybe they were here to warn me about something. Worried, I opened the door, and without permission, they just walked in and started searching the house. Excuse me, is something wrong? Have a seat, madam. Answer me honestly. This is very important, and your life is at risk if you don't tell me what I want to hear. Do you understand? Yeah... Yes. His voice was inflexible. I couldn't understand if I was in danger or if he was the one who was threatening me. How long have you been here? We arrived yesterday afternoon with my daughter. Have you seen anything strange since you got here? No, we're just on vacation. I decided to lie. I was more afraid of these men than whatever I saw in the woods. Are there any criminals hanging around the area? Mommy, I think he means that thing I saw last night. What are you talking about? Oh, nothing. It's just kid stuff. She thinks she saw something in the woods. It was probably a wild animal. No, Mom. I really saw an alien and a huge ship. Kate, don't scare the men with your stories. She always says this. If it were for my daughter, you would have already discovered UFOs, Bigfoot, and a few demons. The two men looked at each other and stood up, heading for the door. As they were leaving, one of them turned around. Ma'am, we have to go get something and we'll be back. 
don't leave or talk about this to anyone. Do you hear? Yes. Did something happen? I don't want my daughter to get in trouble. Everything she said was the work of her imagination, I swear. Without paying any attention to me, they just left. As soon as they walked through the door, I closed it, terrified. I put up all the bars and fell to the floor, crying. I was so scared. The threats from these men seemed so real. But if I stayed and waited for them, who knows what could happen. Desperate, I called 911 and told them everything that happened. What my daughter saw, the men in black, what happened to me in the woods. I was desperate to talk to someone. I thought the operator was going to get mad at me, but instead, they told me they would send a patrol car to the area. I admit, I found this very strange, but at the same time, it calmed me down. I waited patiently for the police to arrive. When they get here, maybe they could take me to the nearest town. I was afraid to get into my own vehicle. I didn't know if these men were really FBI, but I knew that if they weren't, they would at least respect the cop's badge. I grabbed all of mine and Kate's stuff, and then waited, and waited, and waited, but no one came. Hours passed and still no sign of the police, so I decided to call 911 again. 911, how can I help you? How are you doing? I spoke to you earlier. You can see my number, right? You told me you'd send a police car. Yes, the police officers are on their way. Please, wait with Kate. They'll be there any minute now. Thank you very much. I'm so scared. I just want this to be over. I don't know who those men were. Relax, Amy. Help is on the way. Ma'am, are you there? How did you know my daughter's name is Kate? I beg your pardon? How did you know my daughter's name is Kate? I never told you her name. I just said my daughter. Ma'am, I have a record of all your data here. Don't worry about that. You just assume that because this is my father's house? Without even asking? Answer me! Amy, just stay and wait. Don't compromise me too. Listen to those men. Believe me, you don't want to piss them off. Who the heck are you? I'm a simple 911 operator. I'm not with them, but I'm smart enough to play by their rules. They're listening to us now. I recommend you to cooperate and stop calling us. We have family too. Don't put us at risk. And without another word, the 911 operator hung up on me. Confused, I slowly walked away from the phone, thinking about my few options. What should I do? Run away with my daughter, listen to them. Either option seemed terrible. The flow of my thoughts stopped when the phone began to ring. Hello? Oh, little Amy, you haven't been misbehaving, have you? That was the voice of the man in black who had come earlier, extremely calm and calculating, but threatening. Please, leave me alone. I haven't done anything wrong. I won't tell anyone anything. I'll play by your rules, but please, let us go. It's too late for that, Amy. You lied to us. You've been very bad. I was scared. I'm sorry, please. I want to leave. Don't worry. We lied too. We knew what happened there. We just wanted to have a little... interview. What do you mean? You tell me, Amy. Have you been having nightmares? Having trouble sleeping at night? How do you know that? Who the hell are you? Those are common symptoms of all people who have been abducted, Amy. But your case is much more interesting than the rest. You've seen them awake, right? You remember everything. 
and that helps us. I'll tell you everything I know. Just let my daughter go. You don't have to tell us anything. Believe me, your brain will speak louder than you. And your daughter, little Kate, is also another special case. No. Leave her alone. Unfortunately, we can't do that. She not only saw something that she wasn't supposed to see, but she also came in contact with an artifact that doesn't belong to this world. I said leave her alone! <laughs> Mommy, did something happen to you? Who were you yelling at? I couldn't tell Kate anything that was happening. I didn't even know how. I just hugged her and kept crying. Without giving me time to compose myself, someone tried to open the door. After failing to do so, whoever was behind the door slowly walked to the window. Behind it, the same man as before stared at me with a slight smile. He pointed in the direction of the door so that I would open it for him. You'll never take my daughter! Go away! At my response, the man stopped smiling, and as if disapproving my action, shook his head. After a few seconds, the door exploded and four men came in. Two of them were the ones I had seen before, and two others were in civilian clothes. What I didn't notice before became more evident than ever. These men looked exactly the same. All four were bald. Their bodies, facial expressions, and black glasses were identical. It struck me that only one of them spoke, but at this point, nothing made sense. I ran with Kate to the kitchen and grabbed a knife, waiting for them to come for us. No matter what, I would protect my daughter to the end. What are you going to do to us? We'll do whatever it takes to keep you and your daughter safe. What do I have to be safe from? From yourself. Now, give us the girl. We need to talk a couple of things with her. At this request, all my fear turned into anger, and I released Kate to charge with all of my strength against the men, brandishing with my knife. Without making too much effort, one of the uniformed men stopped me halfway, pulled the knife out of my hand, and punched me in the stomach. Surrendering to the pain, I fell to the ground and began crying. Not because of the blow, but because I knew I had failed as a mother. As I watched my child cry and scream for help while one of the men in black took her, still not finished with me, the only man in black who talked stared at me and slowly approached. With every step he took, I felt that my life was one notch closer to the end. My muscles tensed to the point where pain raced through my body. I tried to crawl backward, but found myself completely frozen in front of the attacker's polished boots. With a meticulous movement, he crouched down to my height and brought his face within inches of mine. He didn't insult or threat me. He didn't even utter a word, but his scream ran through my whole body and filled me with an indescribable horror. I could perceive how his scream was charged with an unjustified rage while I felt that with every second it lasted, I aged a little more. After a brief moment that seemed to last for hours, it stopped, and as I felt an icy sting in my neck, my vision blurred and I fell asleep. When I opened my eyes, Kate was sitting in front of me, waiting for me to wake up. Unaware that my body was still numb, I fainted halfway through trying to hug her, but she did it for me. Are you okay, Mom? I'm sorry, Kate. What did those men do to you? Are you okay? I'm okay, Mom. They didn't do anything. I told them what I saw and they explained how it was all my imagination. What? 
They also told me not to tell anyone about this, so we don't scare the rest of the people about something that didn't happen. Kate, all of this did happen. I saw something in the woods. Don't you believe your mom? Mom, you're just nervous. Calm down and you will see that you are exaggerating everything. Yes, you're right. Something was wrong. That person was just like my daughter. She had the same voice, gestures, appearance, everything. But that was not my daughter. You can't fool a mother. I was still very scared, so we just left the place as soon as possible. As soon as I got home, I raised my voice to the world and went to all the newspapers and tabloids with my story, but no one believed me. I thought of using the spherical tool as proof, but to no one's surprise, it disappeared after the men in black entered my house. From that moment on, every day I went back to my house, I was afraid. As I did everything I could to investigate about those men in black to find my real daughter, I felt watched. The little girl who was with me watched me at all times. Sometimes she would cry for me, worry, and ask me if I was okay, but I knew it was all an act. And why do you think they'd let you live and tell everything you told? They're testing me, doctor. They want to experiment on me. And this is part of the experiment. I still have these nightmares. They're seeing how I react to being abducted, to having had a paranormal contact. (laughs) You think I'm crazy, don't you? No, there's no such diagnosis as crazy, Amy. But we have a long way to go. As I finished my session with Amy, I couldn't help but feel a little scared. Her story made no sense, but she told it with a conviction and assurance that in my 40 years of experience as a psychologist, I've never heard of. A few days later, some policemen knocked on my door. They were both bald and had glasses. They came to ask me what I do know about her, claiming that she was missing. Something was wrong. The man was lying, and he didn't even bother to hide it. His questions led me to think that they did know Amy's whereabouts. They just wanted to know how much he knew about her and what he thought about it. That they came dressed just as Amy discovered them may have been a trap to make me nervous, but of course I didn't fall for it. I told them that the fact that she was seeing aliens and men in black coincided with other symptoms and indicated that Amy was suffering from schizophrenia. In addition, everything suggested that she also had Capgras syndrome, which explained her behavior of thinking that her daughter was an imposter. I told them that Amy's behavior was something that could happen in a person who had experienced such a close loss as her husband and still had to care for her daughter. Pleased with my response, the two cops left, and I never saw or heard from Amy again. It was as if she had disappeared off the face of the earth. I admit that Amy's case made me very curious, and if I thought hard about what she said, I might even believe her, but I wasn't going to. I'm a man in my 60s. I have a family and grandchildren to take care of. Even if this girl was telling the truth, why risk it? If the men in black are real, I prefer to play by their rules. 